Sky, live in concert at Coney Island's Moonlight Pavilion, Friday, June 12. You'll enjoy great western song and comedy, plus dinner and show tickets are available. Riders in the Sky, in concert, June 12. For tickets, call 745-3126. That's 745-3126. Riders Radio Theater is brought to you in part by Boot Country. Boot Country carries a complete line of boots and western wear for men, women, and children. Boot Country with three locations, Chester Road, Mall Road in Florence, and off the Little York exit on I-75 in North Dayton. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Wrong, too slim. All oh, the heartbreak of Riders Block Ranger, Doug. I can't figure out a clever way to get to the coyote howls this week. Oh, no, the show can't go on. Slim, can't you think of anything? No, zero zip nada. Wait, that's it. Zero zip nada. In other words... Riders Radio Theater's on the air. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride their way once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Two Slim, the man of many hats. Proud to be here. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Bender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yola adventure. Every bucket and bucket room. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with a 2,516th performance of their startling career, here are Riders in the Sky. Mighty fine in a great big western howdy. Thank you, Texas Dick Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Thank you to this appreciative and stunning crowd in the beautiful Emory Theater. And to those of you listening to us over the airways, out in the ether, and for those of you dropping your microphones on the stage right here, you can tell this is a live-to-tape program. No retakes here. I'd like to introduce us here very briefly. Over here to my left, that's your right. The man going for the gold is too slim. Proud to be here. Absolutely live. Absolutely. I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, going for the silver. Going for bronze over here is Woody Paul, king of the cowboy fiddlers. Going for broke, our orchestra leader, Joey, the cowpolka king. Let's take a ride down the trail to San Antonio. Down to San Antonio 
down the trail to San Antonio. Get up there, Willie. Well, I just received a letter from a gal in San Antonio Said that she would be my bride I know she really loves me and her heart is true So I guess I'd better take a ride I'll hop up on my pony and I'll ride away Down the trail to San Antonio I can see her standing waiting by the garden gate And she waits for me alone through the plains and over the hills we'll ride, ride, ride. I won't rest until I have her by my side. Roll on, little pony, let that old wind moan. I'm heading down to San Antonio, down the trail to San Antonio. Mighty shows from Tiny Commercials Grow, and here's a tiny word from Campfire Light Music. Folks, how about them Beach Boys? That music's fine as wine, ain't it? If you can get past the whiny nasal singing, that is. Boy, what's with those fellas? I believe they got their little bathing suit cinched up too tight. They got a little short change at the bank be la testosterone. Well, it's the Kingston Pike Trio featuring Mama to the Rescue. Here's our new album, Three Beach Bums and a Babe. If everybody had an ocean down in Tennessee, then everybody be surfing. At the Grand Olapery. You get all the California classics done up like only me, Hammerhead Stilson, my buddy Cass Trotter. That's right there, Hammerhead. The Reverend Dr. B. Baxter Basil. Surf's up, my beloved friend. And the Wahine in the Bikini Mama. I'll never forget the first time Dr. Basil sang Surfer Girl to me. We parked at the county gravel pit one Saturday night and he touched my knee. And Thank you, Mama. That's enough, Mama. <laughs> sit down, Mama. That's right, sit down. Let the music speak for itself. Little surfer, little one, make my world come all undone. Do you love me? Do you surfer? Girl surfer, girl, my You got a personal summertime favorite? We didn't miss a one. Well, she got her family car and she drove through the hamburger stand now. Oh, that remind me, I got hamburger on sale at Trotter's Grocery, only 49 cents a tub. I got a carload of it and it's starting to smell, so come on down. I'll make you a deal and remember, ground, round, ground, round, we got ground, round. I wish they all could be California girls, now beloved friends. I believe to the bottom of my sacred soul that this is the only album your family will ever need. Right, Mama? I'm the little old lady from Pasadena. And neighbors, I got a big pole in my parking lot down at the grocery, and I got Brian Williams Wilson's psychiatrist sitting up there on a sheet of plywood. You got what? I'd certainly like to see that. Me too. How does he use the facility? Oh, sit down, Mama. How long is Brian Wilson, psychiatrist, going to be up there? Well, I ain't letting him down till the Tennessee Volunteers whoop the Crimson Tide. Well, I'll be, I'll be fair with you. This music won't last that long. <laughs> Maybe our masterpiece, well over six months in the studio. I'm picking up good vibrations. 
child's toy which returns to the hand on a string. Uh, no, that was a greeting, you know, yo. <laughs> I see. Or rather, I understand your latest massacre of our marvelous native tongue. Well, what's today's topic, old literal meister? <laughs> I choose to ignore that, too slim. <clears throat> today's topic is what I've christened the clarifying interrogative. Sir? Precisely. The clarifying interrogative is the word or phrase used when the listener fails to comprehend, whether willfully or not, the sense of what a fellow speaker has put forth. Do what? Exactly. <laughs> Examples of the clarifying interrogative abound on this particular show. Huh? Yes, so much so that I sometimes feel rather poetically like a lost sailor on a sea of misusage. Sorry? Not as sorry as I am, Jory. And all of those, like me, who cry for our language. Excuse me? There are no excuses, Big Zeno, for the terrifying interrogative in most cases. Say what? I think I'm becoming ill. Come again? Not if I can help it. Let me out of here! Thanks to Mr. Literal on the radio show today. When you speak to Mr. Literal, you better mean just what you what in the world was he talking about? Say again? Forget it. Well, here's one we can't forget. A brand new song singing you for the first time tonight. Torn from the pages of life. Early autumn. <laughs> In early autumn 
trails he rides As he roams each dusty trail and river bottom He marvels at the love she cast aside Through empty sage and sandy slowly wander Hands upon the saddle His sighs like wind Through golden aspen leaves Dreams like photographs Upon the metal Fading might have been And used to be The past like grains of sand slips through his fingers The future waits like the empty waste he But the memory of her smile is all that lingers Early autumn just a Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pile. We'll be right back. Here's a little of number seven on the National Polka Countdown, the clarinet. Oh, Riders Radio Theater is brought to you by Jake Sweeney Automotive, featuring Chevrolet, Chrysler Plymouth, Mazda, BMW, and Jeep Eagle, with locations in Tri-County and Florence. Also, Saturn dealerships in Springdale and Florence. Jake Sweeney Automotive, thinking of you. Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode seven of the exciting Western melodrama, Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the hooligan Slocum and Charlie stole a set of $100 bill printing plates and a roll of special paper from the U.S. Treasury. They then printed up a huge batch of bogus bills, bought two expensive biker automobiles, and set off on a dark journey of evil. 
But unbeknownst to them, riders in the sky at the behest of the Treasury Department are on their trail. And it is a twisting, tortuous trail indeed. It has led the riders all across the southwest over the Mississippi River and now deep into Dixie. Along the way, Slocum has had Charlie blow up the roller coaster in every amusement park that has crossed their path. All of this is merely a prelude to yet another of Slocum's big and evil plans, a plan that seems to be centered around his purchase of a large tract of land in Florida's Everglades. And now episode seven, entitled Ambush Heartbreaking Alligator Tears at Delbert's Roadside Attraction. After stopping by the Florida Foundation for Development, 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 and picking up some spurious permits and clearances, Slocum and Charlie leave Tallahassee and head east across the Florida Panhandle on Highway 9. Around noon, they pull off the highway at a small tourist area near the Swanee River and park their cars in front of a building shaped like a huge hot dog. A sign next to it proclaims it to be Walt Wagner's Wonderful World of Wiener's Restaurant. Devil! After pausing to pick up a copy of USA Today... Hey, hey boss, you got a couple of quarters? Charlie, use your head. Would you pay 50 cents for that rag? <laughs> uh -huh. I see what you mean. Yeah. There you go, take two, ain't Right. You? Then they mount a short flight of steps and enter Walt Wagner's wonderful world of wieners. Where after a couple of bottom feeder specials, are, they are delivered in jig time and quickly devoured in a very rude manner. And afterwards, over coffee and cigars, they read their ill-gotten newspapers. Hey, hey boss, there's, there's something interesting here. Yeah? What is it? Uh, the daily poll pie chart. The poll pie? <laughs> Charlie, you're reading the newspaper, the dessert menu. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> uh -huh. A pole pie chart, boss, is huh? a circular chart divided into sections like a pie. Yeah. Each section, by its size, reveals the opinion of a certain percentage of the USA today. Yeah. It was first used in 1922. Oh, shut up, you idiot. Tell me what's so interesting about what it says. Right. It's a survey of public radio listeners, and it yeah. asks them the question... Whatever happened to Riders in the Sky? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Yeah. 12% think they're still hanging on in Hollywood. Fat <laughs> <That> chance. 13% <laughs> say they're probably playing banjos at a Shakey's Pizza Parlor in Branson, Missouri. That's a real possibility. Yeah, yeah but look at this. 75% think they're probably hot on our trail now and we don't even know about it. What? Yeah, what do you think about that, boss? I think 75% of public radio listeners can't be wrong. Right. We better do something about it. Yeah, like what? Like a trap, that's what. Oh, let me see. Charlie. Yeah? Look out the window there, across the street. What do you see? Oh, it's uh, Delbert's uh, roadside attraction. And what's the attraction? It's Alice, the world's largest, meanest alligator. Yeah, Charlie, suppose you were a group of singing cowboys riding across the Florida panhandle. Yeah. You're hot, tired, dusty. Suddenly you see a sign that says, Welcome singing cowboys, free lemonade, free swimming, discounts for yodelers. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> As it is, but a short time later, a deal is and Delbert D. Hingle, former owner of Delbert's Roadside Attraction, is headed for Atlanta with a satchel full of hundred-dollar bills under his arm. Okay, Charlie, let's get busy. Right. <laughs> While Charlie begins taking down signs that say, Danger, Big Alice, world's largest, deadliest, meanest alligator, absolutely no swimming, Slocum is painting new ones, and in no time, Delbert's Roadside Attraction has a whole new look. 
Okay, Charlie, you go move the cars out of sight behind that shed over there and then stay out of sight yourself. Right, Slocum. What are you going to do? I'm going to put on these overalls, this fake beard, disguise myself as Delbert. Oh. As soon as I get the cowboys in the alligator pond, I'll lock the gate to the chain link fence around it. We'll get back on the road and let Big Alice eat her lunch <laughs> in peace. <laughs> lunch. <laughs> <laughs> lunch, Charlie. <laughs> no sooner does the villain complete his disguise than in the distance a cloud of dust reveals three riders on horseback and one old geezer on a mule riding down Highway 90 towards Slocum's Roadside Horror. Oh, get up there. Gosh, it is so hot. Man, so dusty. Man, so thirsty. Oh, I know what you mean, boys. Hey, gosh, look up ahead, Ranger Duck. Signs, welcome singing cowboys, free swimming, free lemonade. And discounts for yodlers. Oh, well, it's good enough for me. Let's pull in and stop. Whoa, Argo. The riders turn their trusty mounts off the highway and into the gravel parking lot of Delbert's Roadside Attraction, where a heavily bearded man in overalls waits to greet them. Ah, howdy, boys. Welcome to Roadside's Attraction. Delbert, I'm Delbert. I'm just Delbert here. Still Delbert? How do you do? Did you get my name there? Yeah, yeah, Delbert, right? I can tell just by looking at you that you guys are singing cowboys, and you, big guy, must be a yodeler. So this way to the pool, well, you all. <laughs> well, thank you there. Uh, nice to meet you, Delbert. Yeah. I'm, I'm Ranger Doug, Idol of American Youth. Yeah. This is Side Meat, Too yeah. Slim, and Woody Paul. Yeah. Hey, where's the free lemonade, Mr. Delbert? Uh, I just ran out. Uh, but I'm going to go squeeze some fresh for you right now. Oh, boy. Uh, here's the pool right through this gate here. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys go ahead, get in your suits and get in the water, and I'll go get the lemonade for you. Uh, thank you, Delbert. Gosh, this looks more like a pond than a pool. Yeah, what's that big black thing floating in the water down at the far end of it? Oh, it looks like the biggest gator on the planet. Oh, well, it, it sort of does look like an alligator from here. Eh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, you guys fell for it, too. <laughs> What do you mean, Delbert? Oh, that's a raft. <laughs> it's carved out of a log to look like an alligator. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when you're swimming, you get tired. Why, you just crawl up on the alligator raft and take a rest. <laughs> I see. You know, your voice is awfully familiar to me, Delbert. Yeah, people tell me that all the time, you all. <laughs> Most folks think I sound like Gene Autry. That's not what I think. No, no way. way. Well, a lot of people sound like somebody else. You guys get in the pool. I'll bring your lemonade, you okay. all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Say, Delbert, why are you locking that gate? Oh, uh, to keep, uh, to keep out uh, unwanted guests. Uh, enjoy, enjoy. I'll be right back. <laughs> Moments later, while an unsuspecting riders in the sky don their swimsuits and get in the pool, two vipers pull onto Highway 90 and roar away. A short while later, Woody makes an observation. It's been a long time, fellas. I wish Delbert would get back with that lemonade. Yeah, boy, I could really... De- Say, was that alligator raft's mouth always open? I don't think so, Juice and I also don't think it was swimming for us before either. What? It's coming this way, you idiot. <laughs> that thing's alive! <laughs> Holy cow, it sure is. Oh. Not only that, I just remembered whose voice Delbert reminds me of. <gasps> Slow What are we going to do, Ranger Doug? Let me think a moment. 
Oh, sure. Take a moment to think, Idle American You. Then while you're thinking, that stinking alligator's going to be having us for lunch. But don't let that be Woody, up Woody, is there enough volume of water present in this pool to create a tidal wave? Hmm, let me think for a minute, Ranger Doug. Oh, oh you too. Sure, go ahead and think, Woody Paul, as if that was possible. Why, you out of I've got it, Ranger Doug. According to the Japanese tsunami, tsunami whatever, oh. Yumiko Tanaka, a tidal wave can be created body of water if a perfectly modulated tonal frequency is activated in a submarine environment. Of really? all the wooden-headed horse manure, if we were in a submarine, the goddamn alligator couldn't get into us to begin with. Side meat Woody's using submarine as an adjective, meaning underwater. So what? Well, the submarine you're thinking about is a noun, meaning vessel or underwater mine. Oh, how could I? <laughs> I am so sorry, Ranger Dad. But you see, when you're up to your butt in alligators, it's hard to remember your noun from your adjective. I see what you mean, Sidney. Woody, Woody. <laughs> Woody, in other words, what we need to cause a tidal wave is... A Krakatoa east of Java, underwater yodel, Ranger oh. Doug. Right. Although, despite the movie of the same name, Krakatoa was and is, in actuality, west of Java. Get on with it! You'll excuse me a moment. Almost as soon as Ranger Duck begins his yodel, white caps begin to foam on the waters of the alligator pond. And then, all at once, the waters are sucked back towards the Krakatoa east of Java yodel. And when the yodel stops, what happens when the yodel stops? Was Krakatoa east or west of Java? And when, oh when, will we know what Slocum is up to? You won't find the answers to these questions in a George Bush campaign promise, but read my lip. You will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode 8 of Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades, entitled, See You Later, Alligator. It's bone-crushing, gut-wrenching, stomach-turning melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. Now, here again, our riders in the sky, enjoy the cow, the king. Thank you, Texas Extender. We have a, a classic of the West we're going to try to get through. We're going to send it out to Michelle and Jack Essayan, who listen to us over WHRV in Norfolk, Virginia. Our classic of the West is Tim Spencer's Haunting Blue Prairie.
cast a blue reflection in the dew. So the wind, while on its way, seems to cry and sigh and say blue. Riders Radio Theater, Punk at the Quality Hotel, Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Tucson's Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky, International Fan Club. Write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, White Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Vic Bender. Our production foreman is Campfire Bird, our sound effects wrangler, Big Zeno Clinker. This portion of Riders Radio Theater is brought to you by the Cactus Pair, recognized by Cincinnati Magazine and a two-star mobile guide winner for Southwestern and Tex-Mex cuisine, including steaks, pasta, and ribs. Cactus Pair, located in Madeira, 271-5225. WVXU, Cincinnati. WVXC, Chillicothe. WVXR, New Paris, Richmond. And WVXM, West Union. Radio with a view. AP Network News, I'm Mark Hamrick. The Space Shuttle Endeavour and its crew drawing rays for the mission, mostly devoted to repair of an ailing communications satellite, is scheduled to land Saturday afternoon in the California desert. History will be made once again, although in not in such dramatic fashion as the three-man spacewalk, when some new shuttle technology is used for the very first time. We get details from the AP's Bob Moon. Blasting out from behind the tail of Endeavour, a newly designed drag parachute is supposed to bring the shuttle to a stop much faster and thus ease the punishing wear and tear on tires and brakes, slowing down the 100-ton space plane from landing speeds in excess of 200 miles an hour. The chute is 40 feet across. It's set to be released by the pilot once the rear wheels and nose gear make contact. Flight controllers say it'll be safer where runway length is limited. At the shuttle's Florida spaceport, overshooting the strip could send the orbiter careening through marshes and palmetto trees. This is the landing site of choice for Endeavour's first flight because the wide-open lake bed leaves plenty of room for overrun. Bob Moon, AP Network News.